And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Level Up Cleveland. This week, we got with us Mr. Toby Raps. Hello. That's right. Toby is with us today, this week, and all week you'll be on our uh, podcast. I'll really. be on your yeah, podcast all week. All week. Um, yeah, we're, I, I'm so glad you got, I got, we got you on here. I've, I wanted to get you on here a long time ago. I found out about you when I had Chris DeCola on here um, with uh, Signal Flow. For sure, yeah. He brought you up. My boy. I want actually Jake brought you up on yeah, the show, I know. but the, your 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 connection was more with Chris. Mm-hmm. That's my best friend, but also met Jake first. I met Jake. Well, not I didn't meet Jake first, but like Jake met Chris through me. I Chris oh. went to Los Angeles and I had nowhere to record, so my dude Dante, who's also like Dante, yeah, yeah. Dante, he was in here also. Signal. Oh hell yeah. He was like, hey man, I got a dude who has a studio if you need a place to record. So I went in and I was just buying hour slots from Jake and started being really good friends with Jake. And then when Chris came back from Los Angeles, he needed a place to record. And I was like, I got a guy. And yeah. then Chris just kind of from there has like worked his way. And, and we'll get into that relationship yeah. because I don't think you know, Chris is a big part of this whole thing. He, mm-hmm. He's like that with everybody he works with. Everybody who works with Chris loves him. Mm-hmm. But what happened was is he brought you up, so I, I went and started investigating you because at that time, I think that was our fifth episode ever, so I'm looking for people to get booked on the show, sure. that kind of thing. Toby Rats, I'm like, oh, see? And I started watching your stuff, and then I was like, whoa, like this guy's like, this guy's really good. I mean, like, you know, I'm not much into rap. I mean, I'm, not, I'm more of a heavy metal, rock and roll kind of guy, but your shit grabbed me. It was like, it was, I was just like, wow, man, your lyrics, your topics, the way you produce it, the way you present it, your videos. I think everything about you is is inventive in some ways, um, but so catchy. And and I just found myself in love with some of this stuff. I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but I was. That's I was, amazing. Thank I was you. watching your videos, and I was like, man, that guy is so creative how he comes up with this stuff. And and you're just riding a bike around, and it's entertainment. It was it was just cool. You got your, you're wearing a dress riding a bike with a guitar on your back. <laughs> How could you go wrong? <laughs> right. And and so all that kind of stuff, you know. And then you put out this new song, this phone dies song. This was right before we booked you, I think. Uh, that yeah. song came out. Mm-hmm. And I just that was it. I was like, this. I couldn't get that fucking song out of my head. Thanks, I still man. can't get that song I out love of that my song. head. I, I sing it to myself all <laughs> the time. And and the thing about you that's really cool is that you take these topics that are very common in people's minds and things that are just very very just common, and you you just put this spin on it and make people think about it in a way that you probably haven't before, and that to me is like art. Thanks. You know, do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, I mean that's the idea. That's what you do. Take big things. That, uh, yeah, I mean that's just like, and I mean with that song specifically, it's just like it just so happens we're all going through it, and it's something I try to like look at what I'm going through in my life, and. Then just come to the conclusion that I am not so unique. So just like the things I'm going through are probably what everybody's going through. I agree. And then try to – but then only write about my experience and just understand that you're touching on something that I think is something that I see in my peers and in people other – just everybody else that in the world or just like people I've met. And then on just like once you have the grounding of knowing you're writing about something that people are all about, then you can just write about yourself and just like there's a pretty good chance that – it's it, touching people it outside resonates. of you. Yeah, I had an acting teacher once tell me that the more uh, – it's like the best lyric advice. He, he was my acting teacher, but he gave me the best lyrical advice I've ever got in my life. He said, the more specific, the more universal. And that shit – that stuck with me so much because I think that like – I think there's a temptation when you're writing lyrics to try to 
if you write songs, you're like, I mean, it's because you want your, you want to touch as many people as possible. You want to, as an artist, you want to just like prove that you're not alone. Yeah, you yeah, want yeah. like your experience to resonate with something out and some people outside of you. So I think there's a temptation when writing lyrics to try to write almost as vague as possible, thinking like if you cast the broadest net, you'll catch the most amount of fish. But I think like almost like ironically that you're, you write as closely and specifically to yourself as possible. And you know, and just like know which of those experiences. It connects. It connects with other. It people. connects with other people because they because it, it's so specifically. And if it hits the if it hits people's specific experience, there's like wow, I that's. I, I think you're I think you're really right. I think that one thing that people do all the time in general is they think that their experiences are so unique to themselves. And what you find out in life as you get older is no, that's not really true. Pretty much we all think the same. Pretty much we all feel the same. There's differences between all of us that make us unique. That part I agree with. But in the moment, you know, uh, when I had um, Hannah in here from Trust earlier, uh-huh. she was talking about how she was stage fright in the beginning. She was, you know, scared to be on stage and all that kind of thing. Um, and and I was trying to say like, but what what happens is is when you're at a show watching the band and the way you feel when you're watching the band and what mm-hmm. you're thinking about it's pretty much what everyone thinks about. So when you're scared up there thinking that something different might be in the minds of the people that are down there mm-hmm. versus what you think, that's what scares you. You think you think that people don't think like yeah, you. Yeah, you think that you're so alone up there. Yeah, here you're and so like... different, and these people think differently. Yeah, they, they're, they're 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 making fun of me. That's and such a different. good point. And 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 the truth of the matter is that's not what's happening. Yeah, the truth, the truth of the matter is, is we're all much closer to each other. We all like, think a lot more. Than we all realize we yeah, do. dude, that's so true. Honestly, that's one of the biggest things. I moved to Los Angeles for it was only like a year, it was before the pandemic, and I wrote an album about it too. And like, but I was always so afraid of people from LA and New York people to a certain just big like they're, like they're different for like some reason. Like they're better than me, or they're different from you in any way. Like their problems are just like I. And then you move to these big cities and you realize why. Like, I even a little small town boy like me is thinking the same as these people who are like. Yeah. celebrity type people in Los Angeles. Like not, we are all so yeah. Not that much different not at all. Not that much different at all. None of us, yeah. Um so you are from Cleveland are you originally from Cleveland always or Yeah, that... I was from Chagrin Falls. Uh I grew up in Chagrin Falls, a Catholic school all my life and then went to Cleveland State for college. And then I pretty much lived in the Cleveland area since I went to college. Now you mentioned something about acting. I went to school for Class. acting. For I went to school in at Cleveland State for acting at first, and then I was just like, I just didn't want to do theater history classes for real. That was just, <laughs> I just did. I, I think you can. I think everybody should take theater classes. Period. I was gonna uh, ask that was because like, it just does like, especially for what you're doing too. I mean, like, I mean, I, I would think that this has got that's got to help you in some ways because I think it's the most important thing. Especially if you're gonna be like any tor- sort of entertainer. I mean, you don't have to take theater things, but theater it, it's so helpful what it teaches you. Uh, just basic things like, don't. When, when you're delivering a monologue in theater, it, you don't want to just, like, broadly present it to, like, this sea of people. Like, try to just address the crowd as a whole. It's much more, like, you'll notice you're getting a lot more engagement from the whole if you're looking specific people in the eyes I and deliver them. every line to you. And then I switch and I deliver this line to you. And that's what you, uh, to successfully connect with the crowd. Even if you don't look everyone in the eyes, the crowd will feel more connected if they know. If it, it, A crowd can feel when you're individually yes. picking people out. And I learned that from theater school and I think that's helped me like immensely as a performer on like just hip-hop shows. Just not to just... I don't know. You can tell. You can tell when it's working. You're you're a big part of you though is video. Mm-hmm. You know that's a big part of what you do is the videos that you put out. It's not just your music. All your music's great. Your videos are great too. Thanks. And 
you you tend to put yourself in acting type of situations in your yeah. videos where you'll portray the guy on the on the he's on the gurney and he's and mm-hmm. he's you know and, and you're and you're right. singing while you're doing all this but you're playing that guy you're actually that guy yeah I'm like you, I, there's you, storyboards to all of them. all yeah. that stuff man so I would imagine the acting classes no matter even if they're gotta help oh yeah definitely I think so I like being able to I don't know just like being in acting classes definitely like makes me like. Yeah, just not a, a lot of the characters I'm playing as myself, which helps. But like, yeah, yeah right. it's definitely, it's been like it. I it's been like an immense help in any performance thing doing theater school, and just like I think just as a person too, it just like helps you listen well and connect with people. There's so many like I don't know invaluable things, which is weird that invaluable means valuable uh, things <laughs> that you can draw out of like a theater school. So I did that, and I then I got a communications degree because it was just easier. It was just like I did all the acting stuff, got all the knowledge from it. And then got a degree that I never will use. I I got out of college and I was a street performer immediately, which is when like that uh, when I was riding around with a dress. On yeah, the yeah, guitar. yeah. You're out there doing it. The, you're, you're out there with the guitar. That song's called "Make My Rent," and it was just like uh, that album that is "Make People Smile" is about that's my life living in a house with nine other people. We threw house shows in our basement and we were just like a house venue. Also, if you look up Plymouth House right now, you will still see. Uh, on West 35th, the just the house that we had. No shit. It was a venue, and then I just would go downtown and I would street perform for hours, and that was just my life for like two or three years. So you're like a real artist, dude. I mean, that's, that's I think that, so. That, that, I hope I, so. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying really hard. To well, be. I mean, like when you, you know what I mean. I think you Successful know what I mean. Successful is whatever, but like, yeah, I really am trying to like. I mean, I love being an artist. That's like you I, are. I love art. I love creating, and I like really have like dedicated myself to. Like, just trying to be an artist. Like, I don't really care. I want it, of course. Let's, hopefully, let's get big. Let's get big. Let's get rich. But, like, turning my experience into song with, like, videos that are associated with it, too. Just, like, creating in the in the medium that I've just grown to love, which is hip-hop. I see that as, like, a completely worthwhile purpose just like into my old age even if i never got big i would still keep doing this and still keep pushing myself beyond my limits to just like come up with because it's because it's like because I, I was saying this before we started but like because it's therapy i mean this is therapy <laughs> for me just talking to you guys i just being able to talk about myself is like it's therapy for me and like creating art is i've, I've been reading this book called the artist's way are you familiar with it i'm not so it's like well it's the program it's it's uh it's 12 steps, uh, oh, but oh. for artists. And oh. it's like, uh, honestly, that's my pay. I have, you start by writing three freehand journal entries every morning. It's called the, the morning pages. And like they take you through and you just do that every day. And you like, you're trying to get to the whole of like, what is this blocker inside of you that is like keeping you from like being your most creative self. So I've just, I've been in kind of this kind of mindset of just like unleashing my creative. And something that I read about in the book is like, is that the reason that we create anything is it, fame and fortune and, and what have you is awesome if it comes secondary to this. But the most important reason to create is that it's changing you. Like you, if you do it right, you on the other side of creating anything are a different person on the other side and in, in ways that are like that I cannot explain and you cannot predict uh, that can't predict it. Yeah, it's just like it's and the bigger you and the loftier you go for, the longer the process takes to chisel out all the pieces and parts to make this thing that you envision to like really make this idea come to life. 
the more you're changed through the process of, of doing And the more it. your vision changes. And the more your vision changes. It does. Yeah. It changes with time. It changes. Exactly. You're, you're like, wait, I thought I wanted this, but now I did this. Exactly. I want this now. And it immortalizes parts yeah. of you. Like that album I was talking about, Make People Smile. Like, I'm not that guy anymore. Like, I don't have <laughs> half my head shaved. I don't have half my head shaved yeah. anymore. I don't. I'm not a street musician anymore. And... And I don't want to be a street musician anymore. I don't want to live in a house venue anymore. But I'm <laughs> right. so happy I did it. And if there comes a certain point with all of us, like, that memories just don't real like, memories fade. I don't remember high school. <laughs> I don't really remember <laughs> that part of my life, to be honest with you, either, besides just the bullet points. So to have something that, like, I – pictures are all well and good. But to know that I took the experiences and I put them into something that is, like, immortal – that's just so valuable to me as a as a human being, and I like encourage anyone to be an artist in that respect. Because like you know, getting rich is awesome, and the idea of getting rich is great. But the idea of getting rich is also completely like it's completely irresponsible to dream that big, almost to a certain. Well, degree. and and not only that, but I think that at least I found that uh, you know, hear this is kind of cliche, and I hate to say it like this, but money doesn't necessarily equate into happiness. No, well, and, yeah, exactly. And, and and you know, like I find that. Sometimes in my life right now where I'm I have less than I used to, I'm a lot happier. Interesting. Yeah, and and, and it's 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 a lot of it has to do with not and, and it has nothing to do with the money part. It has a lot to do with the fact that I know I know me now. I know yeah. this isn't about me, but that that's what no, happened. Yeah. I know me now. I understand myself. I know what I like, I know what I want to do, mm-hmm. I know all that things. So we're not like chasing the excesses of it because I don't need yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I know I'm a what happy I want, guy. I know yeah. what I need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's way more important than the richest part. Now, as far as you go, you if you're gonna get rich, it's gonna be on this music and, and doing what you're that's doing. The idea, and, yeah. and you just said that you've grown to love this. I love it. When did you start? When did that? When, when did, did I start loving it? Well, as far or, as like when you when you when did you start realizing this is what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna be Toby Raps and I'm gonna do what it, this is what I'm gonna do. I know the exact moment actually, which well, there's a couple moments, a couple big moments, but the the exact moment was in Mexico City in 2015. It was me, it was Daniel Jimenez and a <laughs> bunch of other uh, friends of his. So I met this dude in church camp when I was a kid, and we've been friends. Uh, throughout the years, I think he's like a writer for HBO Latin. Don't quote oh, me on that, but like, cool. yeah, he's been he's a screenwriter, and uh, like kind of lifelong friend. I haven't talked to him in a little while, but after I graduated college, I was like, I'm gonna go see Daniel in, in Mexico City. He lives in Mexico City. He's from Mexico City, and I wrapped this this verse that I had written a cappella to him and a bunch of his friends who like mostly speak Spanish, but they speak English. And he was like, What are you doing with that? And I'd rapped throughout. I met Chris and James and James Propadelic and Chris Ticola. Oh yeah, yeah. In uh, in college, and I'd been rapping. I had made. You like, met those ma- guys in college. I met those dudes in college. Yeah, their first year and my second year. Chris was running a studio out of his dorm, so I recorded <laughs> my first EP with Chris Ticola. Chris is my relationship. I mean, because he just got married, so we. I've been. I've had a lot of heart to hearts with Chris Ticola yeah. like pretty recently, and. Yeah, my relationship with Chris Cole is very special. There's nothing like uh, – so speaking – that aspect where, you know, where I was just talking about how I am so, – I'm so dedicated to this art thing and, like, making something, achieving it, and becoming a different person and blossoming in that way. And, like, I've done all of the things I just described side by side with Chris Cole. Yeah, no kidding. Like, Chris Cole and my friendship is so tied, so vitally tied to my identity that, like, I don't – there's no friendship. I mean, it's just, like, it's incredible – what I the how, friendship I have with Chris. How much of how much of what you do is Chris? So I so mean, in the our, production is pretty much all Chris. I mean now I'm getting more hands on on like 
You know, learn, have you sound. learned more throughout the, the process, and now you At can least, be more hands-on? I, yeah, like the instruments are kind of still nothing. To, like Chris plays all the instrumentation and ultimately is the producer. Like, but I'm just I'm getting better at being able to tell him like, I'm hearing this beat. This is the it. sound we're going for. Yeah, it's like you. I know what I'm looking for sound-wise more. Uh, but still, it's I mean it's, I mean it's still 50-50 with Chris pretty much. Like just. He does the production and I do the lyrics. Is kind of how it goes. Yeah, he's pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and it's not just you. I mean, a lot of people he works with. He's, they love him. I mean, uh, the best. Rome, Rome. Oh yeah, Jerome. You know, when we had him in here, he he never stops talking about him. Every time I see him, I see him every once in a while. Mm -hmm. uh, Rome. He's always. Oh, dude, he's amazing. Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, baby, Coca-Cola. I have a song with Rome, too. I have an unreleased song with Rome. Really? Uh, it's like one of my favorite. Well, okay, so I'm now I'm off the yeah, 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 yeah. So, Daniel Jimenez, Mexico City. I rapped this verse to him. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, I think I'm going to be a rapper. So I decided pretty much right then I'm going to be a rapper. I like, started writing rapper on, like, occupation, whenever uh -huh. someone asked me about my occupation. And uh, I think, like, after I made my second album in Los Angeles, so it's Los Angeles, Los Angeles when I realized so I made Made People Smile, which was the first one, which was about the street performing thing. Moved to Los Angeles, wrote an album about what it is to be a transplant in Los Angeles. It was called Make More Friends. I'm wearing the hoodie for it right now. Oh, yeah. And that moment was like when I realized like what art can like just like how much that album meant to me. Just like it gave me purpose. It's LA's so big. And I had and I didn't know what I was doing with myself in that place. And I was just like floundering, and I just so big, and I was so big, and I have so little direction. And then making that body of work was just just about my experience, like gave me purpose, and I'd never felt more like revitalized in just like making something about my experience that just gave me a, gave me a purpose, gave me a thing to do, gave me a reason to exist in this in this this place where all the go where the car where the well, yeah you found your niche right I like found you, my niche yeah, there. yeah yeah exactly yeah, and that what you did that that all happened while you were out that in was California. in L A and then I made, I made my album make. People Smile, which, like, helped me a little bit. During, that was just, like, a purpose during the pandemic. I made it in 2020 with Chris. And then I recently just got knuckle tats that say Toby Raz. Oh! So I think I think now is, like, officially where I believe in myself enough. <laughs> if this is it. This is it's. This when is you me. get knuckle tats, that's it, man. That's a job stop. You can't go back that's now. That's what I'm saying. What are you going to do? I branded myself. So I think it's all. it all led, it was all building to lead up to uh, my friend Sam that does all my tattoos. And she... I she like I told her I wanted a knuckle tattoo. She sat me down and like really made me like think about think it. Think about it before doing it. And she actually like something was wrong with her tattoo gun, so she had to like go get a part. And she comes to my house. She does it in my in my living room. So she had like a twenty minute drive time where I really just sit and decide if I wanted it. And in that time, I decided like, do I want to be this? Like, yes, this is me. Even if even if I had a regular job, I would want those people at that job to know that about this music that is me. And I've worked so gosh darn hard on. Yeah, man, dude. Yeah. It, it seems like you're constantly doing stuff. I'm constant. I'm it just never constantly. stops, right? It's an obsession. Is it? <laughs> yeah, no, the it, writing it, it, aspect, yeah. I mean, definitely. Creating and writing is an obsession. Well, do you write faster than you put it out? Do you have that yeah, problem? Yeah, definitely. I, mean, I got the notebook. Is that, right oh, yeah. Is that what that is? is right so here. you have a whole shitload of ideas and a whole bunch of stuff that's kind of started and mm -hmm. partials and stuff like that. And then you go to that when it's time to do something new? Is that what you do? Or does that... Do you, I write like... Um, I, I, mean, it's like if I'll always just like if if a couplet or a just a, any degree of rhyming words come to me in the outside world, I just write them down. Um, and then I'm like constantly working on like bits and pieces. I'll usually write, I'm usually writing like two or three songs at a time, and whether they're silly or I'll ever use them or not. Because I've just realized recently, like picking and choosing is. Um, I used to just like wait to just like write one song at a time, and now it's just like. 
I don't know. I, I just think it's better to just constantly write everything down because if I'm writing something here and, and then I write something a separate day here and like this can connect to this. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah So I, there's I ways that. that all the pieces can kind of fit together. So I think it's best just like write it all down. Don't be like – when you're writing, don't be a critic at all. Don't about, be guarded about what you're Never be down. guarded. If you're yeah. a writer, I think that's like, – in general, I think that's just like an important skill to have. Just like don't guard it. I mean – Don't worry about anybody else's – Filter was almost the worst thing that anyone ever taught us we were supposed to have. Yeah. Especially as a writer. Just like write every single thing down because if – especially if you're working on two or three things at, at once – yeah, you things, always, you'll always find ways that things fit into each think, other. Ideas will cross pollinate. I, I, exactly, ideas do cross pollinate. It's a great way to say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. That's very cool. Um, this new song. This is what I was thinking about when I heard um, "Phone Dies." Was because the 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 chorus is so freaking catchy. Thanks. It's one of the catchiest things. It's so catchy, it almost feels like I've heard it before, and I I've I've dug, I've dug into this. Perfect. I don't hear it. I don't yeah, hear it anywhere else, but it feels it's so catchy. It just feels that way. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, no, I feel that. And 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 so that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So when you when you wrote that out, the way you, the cadence of that whole thing, how you did that whole thing, it's that's what makes it so catchy. The lyrics are great. Thanks. But the way how how did that happen? How how I'm I'm just uh, curious. I'm just trying to think like. My phone oh, dies. Man. I don't mind. I've, I've been, been wasting too much time spending. alone inside. Yeah. Scrolling yeah, it's so good. You can't help but sing this fucking Thanks. song over <laughs> and over again. Does that just come to you, or did you have to work at that? I've did you have to... to write that song? Like, not that song, but just like, I wrote the lyric, I hope my... And it's just, I hope my phone dies. Just like that concept came to me maybe three or four years ago. Just the idea, like I was on, I was on my phone, just like, dude, oh, I know that I don't have the self, like I don't have the self control to stop it, using this oh, thing. That's great. And so I like I, the idea, of just like I hope my phone dies. <laughs> I've like tried to write a couple songs and that never like never really much, but I like I've kind of like always I've been trying to write that song for like four years or three or four years. No like, shit. But and then I like uh, this this past year. My goal was to write six singles. That I wasn't going to do an album this year. I was just going to do singles just so Chris and I could focus on completing a song until it's done and then putting it. Because like when you write an album, I mean, much to what I just said about writing two or three things at a time, you never know how ideas can connect. Yeah. Writing an album is daunting because it's like you, you're, all, you're working on 12 things at once. And so the idea that when you're done with that album, the inevitability that there's going to be some part – that you're just unhappy with because you weren't, it's just, you're working well, on there's so much things. of it. You're yeah. working, the, the point of fu- like, fuck it, it's good enough comes way sooner with an album than it does. If you're working on one song, the, okay, screw it. It's gotta be done now point when you were just working on one thing. I think that one thing is inevitably better. It's than the quantity the, versus quality a, thing. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So, um, so my goal was six singles this year and I had done three of them. And I knew I needed a song because I had only written like five songs that year. So I knew I needed another one. And I just went on Beat Stars and I found this beat, uh, that beat. And it was just this dude. His name is Jake Angel. Uh, and I just like played that beat. I liked the beat. And I just like, that was the first concept that I just like said. And then you just like, you just kind of mumble. Yeah. Um, you kinda, hum a melody. You hum a mumble a melody. And then you record that melody. And then you put words. Then you transcribe it into words. That's all you did. That's what I did. Honestly, I mean, I, it's, it's, I wrote that song pretty quickly too. That was like one of those. Is that something else? Though? Is that, that was did, the one that's like just comes to you a lot. Of, you work a lot. Do you like, feel? Do you feel that same way too as other people? Like I, I know we do too. Where 
the, you write a bunch of songs. The ones that seem to, the easiest ones to write, where they take the least amount of time, seems like you put almost no effort into it. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, wind up being your best stuff. I think those are the best. Yeah, ones. like the ones you have to put a lot of effort into and labor over. Those usually aren't your favorite songs, although you feel like they should be the most satisfying. Right, you're, you're almost a little bit resentful of Yeah, this. you're almost like, I put a lot <laughs> like, of fucking geez. time into this, yeah, and that one's real. better. Yeah, but you labor over the ones, you, you know, you labor over the ones that take forever just so you're, you're like, practiced and sharp enough that when the ideas come to you that are just going to shit out like you just had your morning coffee, <laughs> yeah, that those are easy, you know? Yeah, and, they, and they somehow resonate with everybody yeah. when that happens, too. Mm-hmm. So he's got a new album he's been working on here. Wow, he's let's gonna... just go right into it. Yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. <laughs> let's get into it. Oh, yeah, dude. Let's dude. Get... <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I mean, well, I mean, kind of just going off what we were talking about earlier, which is just like that making art to change thing. Like, yeah, so I am working on, I've been listening to this podcast recently called Dissect. Do you, are you, I mean, so yeah. it's just, they break down rap albums. Mm. Um, not just rap albums, but just bodies of work. And this dude is like so, it's an hour long per song, hour long episode per song. And he's like really in depth. Wow, he really tears he them apart. just tears it apart. And uh, so I've been listening to that a lot. And now I think I'm ready to just like, because of that, just to make an album. And, and I have made an album for two years now. And it's just like, again, the, the process of creating big things is like a big part of my identity. It gives me pur- it just gives me purpose. Like because I have an album working on, I like feel like I have like a, a reason I'm living for right now. <laughs> well, it is a big it's a it's big it. endeavor. Uh, yeah, I feel like I have like just there's something to do. Um, and that's all we're looking for as human beings. It's just something to do. Yeah, so right. people get big houses, so people get gardens. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's just something to do. Um, so yeah, when I was on the road, I just played some shows, um, in September and august and um so i did like two little tours and both times like a bunch of people came up to me at least one person every show and said you remind me of the adult wiggles which is like the which is like exactly what i think i'm going for You know, like that university alley where I'm talking, like the Wiggles are writing things that all kids relate to. Yeah. But I want to do that for us, for adults. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, but right. they, you're touching on that same. We're all still kind of, I guess, kind of back to what we were talking about with the, um, how we're all, a person on stage is afraid that nobody can relate oh, to Oh, yeah, them. right, right. I think what the thing that's the same in all of us is, we, I mean, we were all kids. We were all scared kids. It's the inner child in all of us, I think, that is that. Uh, that just that essence that's like we can all relate on the playground if you yeah, <laughs> if you yeah, will yeah 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 and um so I'm just running with that concept of adults wiggles music and so the concept I'm currently working on is it's uh I it's in a and I love that I'm doing this on a podcast because like talking about this helps me write it so I'll just listen to this back <laughs> and like all right so that's what I'm going for so it's an adult kids album and um, one thing I've realized recently in my life is that I am a child. I am I'm a child of a human being and I'm 30 years old and I'm proud of that like you said you're such a fan of the things I do and I, oh, yeah. I you know I think a lot of that element a lot of that is tied to me being a child yeah still. I think you're right but also there is this aspect of like as we get older you can't help it responsibility is coming no matter how like and the older you get the more responsibility you just are Very going true. to have like my parents are going to get sick and it's going to be my job to take care of just it life is going to throw responsibilities whether you want them or not yeah. and then you know as you get older you can choose to take more and there's a lot of rewards you can get off of that and i just think most of my life has been pushing off responsibility in order to create art and i have i've left jobs i've left good jobs so go be street performers just because i want to like have this artistic integrity and have the freedom and the freedom to do so exactly i've i've 
just like lived my entire life thus far in the in the pursuit of freedom to be artistic. Yeah. And that's I, I mean I commend myself for that to a certain degree, but also it's like we got to grow up a little bit, Ryan. And so I'm gonna write it. it the next album is a children's. TV show like it's gonna be like blue like the the skits are all gonna be a, like a Blues Clues like Steve from Blues Clues type character who's teaching us as kids watching the show about responsibility <laughs> and it's gonna be a children's episode on on taking on teaching my inner child that if you take on responsibility it doesn't mean that your inner child is going to die and you're never going to be able to create again yeah, right, 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 There's right. A you're not leaving anything you're not you're leaving just anything behind adding more exactly, to it exactly exactly do you do you uh so is this like a, a concept album that you're going to be writing? Are all your albums? Do you do that? Yeah. Do you write your albums around a theme and they're just kind of like yeah, all, all the songs kind of like go? They in? all fit the theme. Like, I mean, make people smile was like the least of which, but I mean, still, make people smile was just like I'm going to document my life. Like, if a song feels like it it fits what my life is right now. Then I'm putting it on, and there was like a general story arc of a street per- of I, my skits were all me being a street performer, and they were also like my parents and my family calling me. So I, it just that just, it was not like a story, but it's just like if I listen to that album, I remember what that time was in my life. And then make more friends. The one in Los Angeles was like I want to write the experience of an of a Los Angeles transplant, and the story arc was going to be person who comes to Los Angeles is excited when they first get there, realize that, like, you don't really need to be here, and I kind of miss my friends, and then inevitably leaving Los Angeles, which I wrote about doing before I ended up doing that, which is kind of crazy. And I wrote about that before there was a global pandemic, and I but I ended up leaving it. And then the third one, Make Yourself Happy, was, like, I was reading a lot of self-help books, and I, I pulled out what I thought were, I think it's, like, ten themes, ten songs in that album. I pulled out ten themes from Make Your – from self-help books about like what these things are saying to do to be happy and i mean i made it real basic like drink water is on that album like exercise <laughs> yeah, right. is on that album like and just the it's common the, sense stuff. yeah exactly it took on like the concept that happiness is a work ethic and oh. it's a to be happy it's not something you achieve one day it's something you work towards and here are things that have been like psychologically proved like get exercise get enough sleep i did a song with sleep about with james i, I did a song about sleep i drink enough water uh give generously of your time to other people and like i broke it down into concepts simple things that are just really easy exactly direction mm-hmm. easy and I, direction. Just, I had like 10 topics and then it's like okay well they're your topics and i wrote songs about each one of those topics and that was make yourself happy brilliant and now we're doing a children's type TV I show. I love this one, yeah. And I'm sitting here while you're talking. I'm also thinking about the children's show type thing where I think that's brilliant. Thanks. I, like, really I, think. I, I do. I think it's brilliant. So you're like you're going to create a kids type setting for an adult Listening. type. Well, yeah, like the the content is for adults. Exactly. But the setting is for children. And the and like the instrumentation is very like it's pop music, kind of like what Phone Died was. It's like pop instrumentation, which is crazy. I'm saying it is when I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I have a couple is. of the beats. Well, like, because because let's, suggest, let's be honest, when you write stuff, the song in your head exists. It exists for real. Yeah. It's not something that anyone else knows about yet because that's your job now to, to turn it into a physical yeah, thing. It's to pull that it out, can, but it's there. You it can exists. make other people know what was in here. You know. That's so true. That's the yeah. thing. The song exists as soon as it's in the hat. It exists, because, yeah. Because I guarantee you, when you were even probably writing this song, you were singing that chorus over and over. Like, I know when we write songs, me and him would write oh, songs, yeah. I can't get it out of my head. Oh, my God, yeah. You can't get it out of here. You'll be at work. You'll be on the road. You'll be doing something. And just You're singing your own song. Oh, yeah. And there's not another person that's ever heard it. Oh, yeah. And the, the you only know one the whole that knows thing. it. Even yeah. if you only know a segment of it. Like, a couple, I've written a couple choruses off the new album, and, like, 
I don't even have the verses done. But it's like, I feel like like there's a complete song somewhere. Yeah, exactly. It's still there. It's just a matter of like remembering it almost. Not even writing it, just remembering it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the key, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, like, like, you know, like I think as creative things pop in to your mind and stuff, being able to flush that out because it'll go. Dude. Like as fast as it comes in, if you don't have somehow that 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 uh, if you don't sing it into a phone or do something, all of a sudden you're like, what was that thing I was thinking mm-hmm. of earlier? And it's like it's no longer there. Man. Dude, one of my um one of my favorite authors is Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote Eat, Pray, Love. Oh yeah, she's incredible. Um, she also is a big proponent of uh the artist way. She's like a huge she like loves that book. And uh, one of her like core beliefs, like one of this woman's core beliefs about ideas, is that ideas are um, like living entities that fit that do like they exist on like the spiritual plane, but like in the physical plane with us. And ideas are these just pure raw consciousness that are you know just an idea. And they and our brains through years of evolution are the only things that are sensitive enough to to comprehend these things. So what ideas do is they come into our antenna and our antenna of our brain receives these things. And the idea immediately realizes, like, is this person going to be my host? Like, can I actuate myself through this person? And like, that's like and it determines whether you are willing or not by like how quickly you are to write it down and like how much dedication you show to the idea and like, and we've all had like the experience of where, like, you had an idea but you just never did anything with it, and then you see someone blow up who like had the same idea. Oh, yeah. uh, like her, oh yeah, her thought is that is like eventually these ideas might realize you're not the right host and they'll just fucking float go somewhere else like a dandelion flower. And you and might then, think it was stolen, but it's, they couldn't have stolen. They don't know you exactly. And then you're just, just like, well, that's the nah, same it's fucking the same, one. It's the exact same one. Yeah, yeah the, that idea just left you and went to another host that. Very interesting way of looking at it. I know. It was, it's just, I like a magical view of the world. Yeah, you that's know, neat. I, like, I think if the world is so subjective, period. Well, you just find that a lot of things in life are unexplainable. So you, you, you experience them, but to explain them, it's very difficult to do. So these ideas will enter into your head, and all of a sudden you found a way to explain something that you couldn't before. Yeah. It's a, it's it, and and it's it's up to you to just kind of flush this thing out mm-hmm. so that someone else can understand it. Exactly. That's just what you a, do. That's what you do. That's, that's all a, you do. That's, that's what he, a songwriter. That's what he's doing. That's we are just in service of the memes of the idea or of the of the thoughts of the yeah of the greater consciousness. Absolutely. And I think you're right too, where where you have to do this stuff in a way where you're not being you're not guarded you're not you're not when you write stuff you can't really worry about what other people are going to think about it as you're writing it mm-hmm. you, you you can worry about that stuff later on after it's released or whatever like that as you're presenting it sure to people. but as you're writing it if you start thinking like that you're really probably not going to completely put down your thing Thank, and then it's people can influenced. tell and you and like you know i think we all have like artists where you can like you can tell like automatically when an artist is like serving themselves versus wondering what's popular yeah. or what they think other people using want a to formula hear. or something to yeah, that nature. Yeah, just like thinking what does the people what do I think the people want to yeah. hear as opposed to like what do I need to say? Yeah. And I just like I think there's like especially in a in a in a in a modern era where the internet is everything. When everyone's self-expressing about everything all the time, everywhere at once. A little too much. It's a so much <laughs> overload. The only thing I mean, it's just like we crave authenticity as human beings. Like, I am just so – I need it. The people who are willing to just like – their art is them working through their own shit and then seeing how that lands on the greater consciousness. Like, And then wonder, like, is 
Yeah, just seeing how their experience yeah. relates to me. And then I think as far as fulfillment goes, if you're if you're processing these things through a formula or if you're doing things like worrying about will this song will someone else like this song mm-hmm. um i think what happens is is that i think for for one i think like you said i think people will pick up on all that stuff mm-hmm. i think you become not but i think at the end for instance when you perform right mm-hmm. You, when you perform, I haven't seen you, but Pat explained to me. He's like, this guy, dude, he's up there performing. The whole place is singing along with him. These, these people, yeah. are they all they know all his words. This isn't like a local guy who's out there just trying to make it. He's got a whole fan club already yeah. in place that when you're doing that kind of stuff and you get that kind of reaction, if the whole process was to just please these people, it's not going to be nearly as satisfying as if, you wrote this from inside you, and they are – it's just resonated. It's resonated, yes. It's just your truth. And You're like, you, wow. Yeah, exactly. It's like – These are your words. This is all your feelings, mm-hmm. and, and and I'm reaching all these people, and through it's, it's through that that it's happening, not some phony thing that I'm creating thinking this is what somebody else likes. And then at the end of the day, if it is successful, you could be like, well, I was right. And that's as far as it's going to be. Your, your satisfaction wow. is just that you're right. That's so – that's such an interesting way to put it. Yeah, which like if you're – if you are writing for, you know, this imagined yeah. audience and turn and, – and you do. And best case scenario, it does – it, it yeah, resonates yeah. and it hits them. Now you have people singing back words that do mean a lot to them, maybe, yeah. but don't really mean anything to you. All you were trying to do is please that was, person. Was please them, so it means kind of nothing to you as a performer. And then it's like, who can? The satisfaction doesn't. They, you're why would you keep? It. Yeah, it's like why? What's fulfilling to you as a performer now, aside I, from the fact that I mean, yes, you touch someone else, but yeah, it feels much more phony. Symbi- it's a, it's, it, becomes, phony. it becomes phony. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of there's a, I think there's a lot of musicians out there who rely on formulatic type things and stuff just to become successful or they do something that works one time and they just stay there. Sure. And that, that sometimes that works. It worked for ACDC. Huh. You know, I mean, like, they never changed ever. Same song, same band. ACDC, Since man. the day yeah. they started, really, you know. But not everybody does that work for, you know. You gotta, you gotta yeah, change. And I think also just as a from a performer standpoint, it makes it symbiotic, the relationship. Like, when you write from your experience first, regardless of, I don't know if anyone's gonna like this, and then eventually, and if somebody does, it feels so much better. Like, ah, this is how I feel. People saying, this is how I feel, which is how I feel. Yeah. The room is just, you've created a community in that respect. Do you, do you What's that like, man? Amazing. So, what's that feel like when it's, you're up there and, and you're getting that response and there's all these people screaming back at I mean, you? it's the best feeling in the world. It's is, like, it, is, it, is it the drug? Is it the drug that keeps you going back uh, to the whole definitely. thing? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, just having an audience. Like, like I said, like, I mean, I, def, I know I said that, like, creating is... A worthwhile endeavor in and of itself just like pulling something out of myself and coming up with a big goal because yeah. you know creating definitely just gives me purpose and if it was only that it'd be only that but knowing that you have any degree of an audience like any any more people outside my family and the friends that i already, <laughs> right. who already knew me the ones that always tell you how great you are yeah exactly is i mean it definitely just keeps you creating like it's enough motivation even if it's only five people, and knowing there's somebody who, like, the only reason they like you or know you really even is just because of this art that you've created, yeah. it stir, it gives you a, a sense of, I guess, responsibility. It, it's like, okay, now I have a reason to create a, more than just improving myself, which I guess keeps you motivated. Do you, get, do you get people talking to you, like, do, have you gotten to the point now where people are like, this song changed me, or this, thank you for writing this type thing, where you have fans that are actually doing the thing where 
you know, you really helped me out a lot or that yeah. kind of thing. Do you get that kind of stuff? I've too? had a few times. Yeah, definitely. Do people notice you on the street ever? Do you ever just get noticed where people come up to you and be like, you're Toby Raps? I, yeah. I mean, not like, you know, not no, like, no, no, not no, like Drake, can't, not no, like no, can't no, leave no, the no, house, no. but yeah. One time is cool, dude. I mean, yeah, I, okay, yeah, I definitely, <laughs> definitely has happened to me. Just one time. Definitely you know has happened I mean? to me, which yeah. is like. I mean, it's catches incredible. you off guard, you know, you're just like, wow, that's cool. You yeah. Know? You just feel like, you know, I think that what it comes down to is those are the little moments where you feel like your your efforts are are like. It helps. I mean, you know, yeah, it, it makes you, you feel good. I don't care how yeah, humble, you know, it I think yeah, obviously be humble. Humble, being humble is super important. But like, yeah, I think if you're creating anything, if someone tells you you did a good job, especially if it happens like on the street or something, like, you know, yeah, yeah. recognizes you. Feel good about that. That's oh, yeah. incredible, dude. There's a huge difference between arrogance and confidence. Yeah, I, you know, like there's there's oh a, wow, good way to put there's that. A, yeah, there's a real big there's a big you know a lot of people confuse the two constantly. Wow. They're afraid to be confident because they think it it's it, arrogant. It, it gets into arrogance and good luck without confidence. Good luck doing any of this shit without Holy it. Holy shit! Like good you're point. like you have. I don't even have to know you. You have a shitload of confidence, which I I think that is like probably. Your best attribute, as far as it's pretty much all getting through this. <laughs> that's, that's my biggest. That's all I got. I mean, I mean, but seriously, without that, you're not. That's what propels you. That's what. That's what gets people to get to do all this kind of thing and come out the other end okay. Confidence, because without it, you're, you're gonna you're, you lack things. Confidence lets you go to that next idea and be good with it. Yeah. I know it's gonna work out. Why? Because I have confidence in myself. Right, it's yeah. gonna work out. Yeah. That that's how that's how this works. Without it, people that with no confidence, or if you if you think that being confident is being arrogant, and that's gonna again, what you're doing there is worrying about other people. Yeah, that's all you're doing. Good point. It's just you know? living in someone else's head and not your own. Don't worry about that shit, man. Being an arrogant person is a whole different thing. Yeah, it's a whole different. That's a really good point way to put it. The way you just said that, I, that's I, living through someone else's eyes. I mean, it's so it's crazy. I mean, speaking back to the phone die thing, I'm just talking about phones because I've just been thinking about it a lot because of that video, and also I'm just. I, mean, I know I made that song, but I am ho- I am worse off than ever in my life with my phone. And like, it's so interesting how bad it's gotten. Um, because the just the temptation to live in someone else's perspective of me. I'm just like, social media. I mean, I know it's just like so crazy. Just like talk about social media, but like, it's just like I'm so much more aware of myself. That podcast dissect actually, I was listening to. They were dissecting Bo Burnham's Inside, which if you guys have never seen it, it's the most incredible piece of modern uh, film, and it's just incredible. This dude, Bo Burnham, is a one-man show comedian songwriter, and it, his his special on Netflix called Inside is incredible. So this dissect podcast is breaking it down, and. Uh, he had an interview with Bo Burnham talking about cell phones, and Bo was talking about how in the modern age with, with social media and with just with technology and with our phones, we all live more than ever with this, like, consciousness of cell. Like, not only am I to- Ryan Toby, but I am Toby Raps, and I am thinking about how to, like, commodify the brand of myself, like, the way that a corporation does or a multi- – and, and we're all doing that at once, and it's just like – and because of that, because I view myself as a brand as well, I mean, I'm afraid of, like, backlash towards that brand. Well, it's a weird time we live in, too, right dude, now, it's man. it's a weird time <laughs> we live in, too. It's just, like, we – and I think, like, the fear is also just, like, based off of this whole thing. It's like we've seen people go down and get canceled and, like – we're just all so much more aware of people's perception of us. And way too much. It way too much. I, I, more I, than I, I, I think I think that that's a problem. Yeah, oh me too. Um, I think it well it it it, it gets me out of my it, it's almost impossible to be, it's re, it takes a lot of effort to be authentic in this cult in today's sure culture because is. of that like 
That's why I write so much. You got to peel a lot of skin away, and you got to you to, to expose yourself. It, and if you don't, it, I mean, it's hard. It's really hard to be yourself. People will pound you down. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. And Toby, so how, how, who do you manage yourself completely? Like, are you are you a one man wrecking crew here? Do you have any help whatsoever aside from like Krista Cole as far as booking gigs? Um, kind of. I play with shows with James, but I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like what people offer me. I play – James helps me a lot, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm kind of just a one-man operation right now, though. Like, organization-wise, I have people help me, but it's like kind of – Toby Raps is kind of just a one-man organization right now. <laughs> well, do you – are you always looking to, like, play out those stuff? Are you looking to do gigs? Are you – do you have, like, a, a, a um, plan? Is there a plan in your head at all? No, and ever, not really. Are you winging it, basically? I'm winging it, Biggie. <laughs> Uh, and that's uh, probably, you know, that's why we're writing an album on responsibility. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, we're winging it right now. Although just like, I mean, I am, it's weird. Whenever I get in a situation where like I'm writing, it's like, that's all I'm going to do for the next six. I mean, I'll play some shows whenever people give me shows, but like, I'm just going to probably play. I'm probably just going to write and play shows whenever I get shows. I'm not like planning a tour or anything right now. I'm just... Is it a feeling for you? Like, it's like, you know, I feel like right now, so I'm going to start going to this right mode, or does it feel like it's just the next thing? It's, uh, it's just kind of day by day. Uh, It's like, it's next (laughs) thing by next thing. I mean, it's just like, if I have an idea, like, I mean, yeah, I think just like the making of stuff is more important. Playing shows is great, and it's a really good feeling, and it feels good to be around people who I know like my stuff, but like, it's very much just comes out like the creating in the making and the writing is like, Probably my favorite part. So if I have an idea, I'm following that. So really, so the so the the writing and, and the recording and making the song is more is more kind of satisfying than the actual live. Yeah, live the live performance. performance I love in a different way, and I love connecting with people. I'm a people person, but like I love being around people. I love like hearing people's stories. I love listening to people. I like meeting people, and like that's a serious addiction. Like I'm, I'm a hardcore extrovert, but yeah, it's like if I have an idea for something to make, I'm gonna it's just time to now it's time like, to i will give three months of yeah it's like i will give up three months of my life to just fuck it just like make money and write songs are you a fan also of stuff i mean is there is there a lot of music that you also listen to also oh, yeah, definitely what's some of your favorite stuff that's got there now are you, uh are you, favorite you favorite rapper is j cole he's just incredible he's so good uh he's, and he's just like he's just like an incredible storyteller and just like incredible Rhyme, he's just a mat, true master of his craft. I listen to a lot of Kendrick Lamar, too. Between Kendrick Lamar and... I mean, it's just pretty basic. I'm very basic, I guess, in that respect. Well, you have an old school... the best, but... You have an old school style of rap, too. You're not so much like a modern rapper where uh, you, you don't have 875 words per line that's sometimes. That's true, yeah. You true. like to be heard and understood, and you're 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 delivering a real message in a lot of these, too. Yeah, so definitely. you actually perform it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I think those are two of my favorite. The, just Kendrick Lamar for the concept. Like, Kendrick's every concept, every Kendrick Lamar album is like... A pretty heavy concept album, or just like he's just so they're just so well thought out. His bodies of work, and J. Cole is just like a master of his craft. He's just like a master of being able to say like really complex, big, weighty things in very concise ways. Yeah. So I listen to those two like a, I mean a lot. I listen to those two are probably the biggest my big at least right now those are my biggest and Chance the Rapper is big for me too. I think that's me. I think it's me. Oh, all right. I was gonna say I know yeah, much. No. I think it's all me. Actually, it's Krista Cola right now. It's Krista Cola. I can hear you over here talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> ah, burgers at Chris's place later. Anyone? <laughs> huh? 
Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> he just got a flat top for his wedding, like a that you'd see in like a diner. Oh, like a like a black a black like a, yeah, like a black flat top thing. Yeah, yeah. oh, it's super cool. Yeah, they're great, man. They're awesome, man. For breakfast. Yeah, he, best. Oh my god, the <laughs> eggs on there too, dude. Yeah. I went to Sal's menu restaurant, so I, don't know, I guess that's like Chance the Rapper, also a big influence, but totally tangenting from that. I you know I know I haven't plugged a lot of things on this podcast yet and this and this one has nothing to do with anything musical but if you're listening to this right now you need to check out sal's menu restaurant on denison and pearl road it's 24-hour diner and the things they're doing with that small flat top they're working with it's miraculous to watch those people (laughs) work i mean it's seriously where's it it at uh denison and pearl if it's real close to here i mean it's like right up the hill it's like Oh, I know exactly what's that. Where, yeah. t- where, tennis, where Pearl turns into 25th. Yeah, exactly. Right there. It's like uh, it's like diagonally across. Oh, the I know where Sal's is at. Sal's, baby. Sal's Diner. Come yeah, on, man. It's a great. I had them for breakfast this morning. They're incredible. Yeah, man. Oh, you did. You went there this morning. Yeah. I, I used to go to Sal's. Sal's been around. Oh yeah, it's been around for a minute. I there, there's a bunch of greasy spoons in Cleveland. Yeah. I, I don't care what it says. Cleveland got good food. They got good food. No, oh, I love yeah. Cleveland food. Cleveland's food is great. Oh yeah. Shout out to Heart of Gold as well. That's my buddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. When the girls here from locally Cleveland were locally, locally, locally grown. grown. I always say locally Cleveland. Locally grown. Why do I do that? Well, you know, it's, (laughs) yeah, we'll get there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's awesome, man. Anyways, so what do you do when, uh, when you leave here? When I leave here today? Yeah, like, um, what do you do, like, outside of music and, and stuff like that? Do you have any other things that you even, like, do? No, I'm just going to write this album. Is I that- mean, it's, like, crazy. <laughs> it's, like, I'm, I'm telling you, when I'm, when I'm doing something, when I'm writing, it's, like, it's all consuming. It's all I'm doing. It's, like... Morning, you wake up thinking about it, and you go to bed thinking about I, it. That's all I'm thinking about. Until I make this thing, it's going to be all I think about. I told all my friends, like, when I, had, when I told Chris or James that I had an idea, it's just, like... It's almost like a rolling of eyes. Like, they're very yeah. happy, but it's like almost a rolling of eyes because it's like, if I have an idea and I'm making something, it's all I'm going to talk about. It's all I'm going to think about. It's all I'm going to do. Like, yeah. Especially, very, I'm very obsessive. Uh, <laughs> well, especially for Chris's sake. Yeah. That means he's got nothing else to think about because I know, as yeah. long as you're doing it, he's got it. Yeah. It's like, I very much, like, I'm a very obsessive personality, I would say. That's uh, in, in, in a lot of good ways and a lot of bad ways. Well, I think that's what gets it done. Yeah, I think it gets things done. Yeah, I mean, definitely. To, and, like, from a creative aspect, I think being obsessive is like, being obsessive is better than being a perfectionist because a perfectionist will drive yourself kind of – I mean, you should just strive for the best you can do. But, like, after a certain point, just, like, realize this is where I'm at now and I'll be better later. Uh, but being obsessive, I think, is, like, something that's crucial in order to get anything done. Finished. Yeah, finished. I think that's what destroys so many artists Yeah. is they never get to the end. They don't, or, or they do one thing and they're satisfied. They feel like, oh, this is great. They ride that out instead of going to the next thing, yeah. to the next thing. Like, you're that guy that's, all right, I'm done with that. All right, now, now what? Yeah, exactly. Now what? Yeah, now exactly. What? And it just doesn't stop. It's yeah. Just... It definitely could be better from a, yeah, I mean, you asked me if I have any crew or anything. Like, no, I have, like, I could be so many ways I need to improve as an artist as far as just, like, caring enough to get myself out there. But I just, like. You're just waiting to write something else. That's, but that's the artist. Something else. That's the artist in that's you. That's the thing. It's like, You're yeah, just a creator. I'm a creator. Very much so. I definitely could be a lot better as a businessman. I'm not a businessman. <laughs> Yeah, but, you're right because you know what you also are you also you are is that you're a creator but you're also a great performer and that and I I think like that's going to be your that's going to be your bread and butter is yeah. the way that you, the fact that you can perform and 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 when you're going to have a crowd when you command a crowd dude I mean that's the whole thing that's that's what you that's the whole thing is commanding the crowd and you have the crowd in the palm of your hands mm-hmm. 
it's just a matter of adding more people to the crowd. I mean, yeah. at this point, you've already got, you know, like when you have somebody like a situation that you're in where you have all these people doing it, all they do is go and tell their friends. They're like, I was just at the show last night. Toby Raps, I've been, I've been telling you about him. It was amazing. And then they bring him to the next time. Mm-hmm. And this is this is what's this is what I see for the future for you is just pile on, pile on, pile on more and more and more until you're rich. <laughs> so you're rich. <laughs> so you're rich and powerful. And then yeah. when you get rich, you don't forget the two guys that no, put you we, on level. No, then we get a then we get a building. Then we get yeah, a building. We'll, and, have yeah. building. we'll have our own podcast. I'll probably buy this building. I like this building. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, we'll just keep it here. I do like this building. He's buying a building. Yeah. I love it, man. Yeah, no, it. we probably as well keep it here. All right, man. Well, I think that's about it. Yeah, I like this. I think so. Oh, I did want to go over one more thing with you. You've worked with some other people, too. Okay, yes. Mookie was one of them. Yeah, love that. We dude. got Mookie. We got Mookie coming on in a nice. little while. Um, yeah, he's he's another one. He's super talented. Yeah, another guy who's who's, who's got a, a hell of a future yeah. in front of him also. How do you get the collaborations like that? I know, I know they he works with over there. He's he's kind of with them too over there. So is that how that kind of like? Oh, uh, I meet Mookie. Uh, I met Mookie at that show with that. Uh, well, I met her. I, met, I like knew of him because of that girl. I was before we were doing that girl Indre. Uh, Maddie is her name, but she's in a band called Indre. Uh, she played a show with Dante. It was Dante's first show, oh. and I have a song with Dante, so I rapped on this the show with Indre. And uh, she started posting about uh, Mookie. So I knew about him from that, and then uh, he – how the hell did I just meet him recently, though? Like, are you just kind of, like, <laughs> wandered into my life? I, well, he played the Kent stage with Trop, but I think I knew him before. I mean, I've just kind of, like, the last, like, year, I've kind of just, like, slowly but surely, like, kind of, like, gotten to know that dude, and I just had that song, my song New Place, that I had this uh, over the summer. I just I, – I thought – I had a pop-punk part, and I just, like, like his sound a lot, and I like his – just like yeah, I like his sound. I love his voice. And I just knew it would be perfect for that. And I, I just think collaborating with more people in Cleveland is just like important. I've been writing a lot of like songs by myself, and I just think like I want to start collaborating with people who I know that I list people who there are a lot of people who I just like I only list that I just like listen to them and I like only really like them or really I'm just like mostly friends with them because I like their music and I have no songs with them. So I'm going to start collaborating. Like my I next, my next song that's coming out. It's uh, which uh, today is what, you know, let's lifting the fourth wall of the podcast, acting as if we're not recording this in the past from the day. It's now been released. What's today's date uh, in the future. It's the 20 something right now. Yeah. It's 26. I think I said something like that. 26. I it's think 26 I said, yeah. right now. Yeah. Well, then you all are already aware uh, that I have released a new single called uh, Smirnoff and Cyanide. Uh, yeah, we're all aware that that... Uh, it, uh, today, so Smirnoff and Cyanide is out. It is out right now. It is out right now. It released uh, on uh, on Good Friday, or Black Friday, Black Friday. Any any collaborations on this one? Yeah, this girl named Earth to Eve. She is uh, she's from Los Angeles, and I, like, again, this is kind of like a music friend. Like, I never really met her. Um, I just knew her music. I love her music. She's so talented. And I like I knew her because like her roommate was a friend of mine in Los Angeles. I moved back to Cleveland, still had never met her, and just like commented on her all her stuff because I'm just like it's such a genuinely fan of her music. And then we're just kind of on the same like level socially on the same level. So she just like said she would always reply, say thank you, thank you. She's now a fan of my music, and I just like sent her this song. I met her in Los Angeles actually last time I went. I went to Los Angeles in March, and I met her. We just, like, sat down and, like, just, like, shared songs with each other. It was super cool. Like, hung out for, like, an hour. First time we ever met. 
And I'm like, we should do a song together. I was like, yeah. And then I had this song that I uh, actually John Shields from Kev, from Little Stranger produced it, which uh, really, yeah, yeah. He I I went to Charleston and did a, one song with him, and he produced this song with Chris as well. And I just like just I she has a very Earth Eve has a very like Amy Winehousey. Real, real original type yeah, sounding voice, voice yeah. and I had her on it. The I love the hook. So the hook, I mean, the hook is this is probably my one of my most just like I don't know about controversial is not the word, but just like it's just a very unique uh, perspective, well, which is that it, the perspective of the song of smearing off and cyanide is I'm so happy that baby. Maybe this is it. Maybe I kill myself today. Maybe <laughs> maybe I don't want to live another day because it's like life's so good. You can't good, do right? better than this. Yeah, it's like almost the opposite of when you would think someone is taking their own life. It's like life is so bad. I don't think it could ever get up from here. Yeah. It's like the it's like the, the flip opposite, perspective yeah. of it just like well, I live my best so day. So good. I really I don't know if it gets better than this. Honestly, yeah. I think I'm out. Like everything's been so good. It's nothing. You guys did nothing. It was it was amazing. I'm out. So that's like the concept. Pretty of, wild concept, it's man. Like, yeah, it it's is. like, yeah, the hook doesn't really like overtly. I mean, uh, the song, what I wouldn't say like overtly, you wouldn't feel like it's like over the top. Yeah. Of, but that's yeah. totally what it's about. Yeah, right, 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 right. You do, you, you kind of, kind of mess I around. I feel like I did it like artfully, but that is what that song is about. Uh, the hook goes, I'm feeling good. Never been better. This the happiest I've been that I remember. I'm feeling so great. No lie. I wouldn't be pissed if this the day that I die. That's pretty. That's pretty straightforward. I think you can pick, yeah, about, yeah. I think you can pick up what yeah. that's all about. That's excellent, man. Thanks, man. I'm telling you, dude. You got. You have a. You're. you're you know. I. You see these people who do make it and stuff like that, and you could see that they have certain intangible things. I think you. I think you got them. Thanks, man. I do. I think you got all that stuff. I think so too. I hope so. I don't know. Yeah, I hope so. And you got a lot of shit that people can go check out. That's yes, another sir. thing I love about it. So you got you could if you want to go out there and check him out, you can go on YouTube and he's got you know just go on Toby Raps, go on to his channel and brrr, you'll just see videos galore going across. You you do some collaborations. Well, they're all collaborations with Chris, but you've done some video collaborations with Chris Decola also, mm-hmm. where he's he shows up in some of the videos. You have like I said, you did actually the, one- the dude who does a lot of my videos. I should shout him out. His name is Misha Tot. He's he, he's from Atlanta. Well, he's from Russia. He lived in Cleveland for a while. Now he lives in Atlanta, and I mean, he just he did my exercise video, and he did my well, he's in most of my videos. That was a good one. He's a good one, dude. He's so good at what he does. You're funny, dude, man. I'm telling you, dude. Yeah, you're right, dude. You do the shit that you do, and you'll put yourself like out there and just be like, fuck it, it's for the art, man. It helps, honestly. I mean, I didn't shut me up maybe enough. Like, dude, this dude, he is like, it like I have a vision for the things that I do. But it, like, so helps to have, like, this dude is, Misha's wild. Misha, he's such a good filmmaker. He's so fast. Like, a, a music video. If I do a video with this dude, it's done that week. No like, shit. Like, I did Phone Died. It was back to me in a week. And oh, he's, he's just, like, wild. He machine with this stuff. And he's just, like, it's just, it's really nice working with somebody who, he's just, like, I tell him any crazy idea. And he just goes, like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. I can make that work. And he can make it work so well. Yeah. It's, like. Having a like, I mean, he, he's my he's something that can become, flush it out your idea it's that just you can, awesome. you're somebody a musician. Yes, yeah, somebody who just like says yes to your ideas and like will add their own input when it's tasteful, but under just honoring what my idea was is yeah. like he's great. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, guys, that's about all the time we have. Check them out. I mean, I'm telling you guys, I, I'm gonna end up putting a lot of the clips in this in this. I'll put video clips in this actual interview. Oh, nice. Um, but uh, yeah, check them out. Uh, 
It'll be playing out. Uh, oh no, this is in it. I'm not gonna be able to do any kind of live stuff. We'll promote that. We'll promote that. I'm though. playing uh, December 31st with Tropidelic. I'm doing the after party for the House of Blues. Uh, oh, December 31st. Yeah, yeah. I'll be doing the after party, so I'll be playing after Tropidelic. Oh no yeah, shit! I'm gonna do a little cipher action, honestly. Where's that at? It's at the House of Blues in Cleveland, New Year's Eve. Wow. I know it's gonna be great. That's honestly. a good one. Yeah, yeah, sure, everybody. I know, Look man. House of oh, Blues. Come on, it's be great. Tropidelic yeah, too. Yeah, it's gonna be amazing. All right, that's all time we got. All right. We're out of here. Thanks, Toby, for coming down. Thank you. See you guys later. Peace.